And welcome to Hope City Church, everybody. You guys happy to be in church today? Thank you guys so much for being here, however you find yourself today, whether you are tuning in online, watching on Facebook, podcast here in Louisville or in Shepherdsville. Yeet, yeet to Shepherdsville, everybody. If you haven't yeeted yet today, you just missed your opportunity to yeet to Shepherdsville. Hey guys, thank you so much for being here. My name is Megan Gardner. My husband, John, and I are the campus pastors in Shepherdsville, and it's an honor to be up here speaking to you guys today. We just finished our first week, official week, of our fall semester of growth groups at Hope City. So thank you to everybody who joined a growth group, who attended a growth group, who hosted a growth group. Um, if you need more information about that, please don't hesitate to ask your campus pastors. We would love if you would get plugged into a growth group. I wanted to share just some upcoming events with you guys as we continue with September. It's almost Christmas, just letting you know. We're almost there. I'm putting the bug in your ear now to go ahead and start your Christmas shopping because all the fall stuff is out. I want to share with you guys an upcoming event we have on the 22nd, which is our family and friend day in South Louisville and our one-year celebration for Shepherds. Go ahead, give yourself a hand. It's going to be amazing. That's right. One-year celebration. I just want to go ahead and give a hand to Jesus and to God because one year of a campus uh, that you guys were all a part of. So thank you. Give him one more hand for God because he is so good. So, so good. We are in the middle of a series right now called Made for Everyone Say Mondays. That's right. Last week we opened up with God Hired My Boss. And I really hope you guys went to your work on Monday and just gave your boss a big old hug or a big old high five or bought their coffee that day because the message was fire, super good. We learned that it's difficult being the boss, but that God has placed certain authorities in our life for a reason, and that when we value that person, we receive good things from them. And as we continue with week two, I wanted to just remind you that through this series, we're not promising that you're going to get a new job or even that the problems at your job are going to be 100% fixed. But what our prayer for you is, is that we will learn that God doesn't want us to dread Mondays. He doesn't want us to hate our week or be miserable, that he desires us to delight in our work and to delight in our life and live a full and meaningful life. So our big idea last week is while you're working your job, God is working on you. I hope you guys are thinking about that through your week uh, as you guys went back to work and we're here again meeting. That while you're dealing with customers and clients and phone calls, that God is dealing with you as well. Now currently, personally, I manage Hope City Church's coffee shop called Shiloh's. <laughs> yeet, yeet. You get one more yeet. Yeet, yeet. For Shiloh's. Um, but I've had lots of jobs over the years, over the last decade. I was a waitress. I started out in the restaurant or the food industry, and I absolutely loved it. Um, people have always given me energy, and I've loved customer service. So I did a lot of that, a lot of cashiering, a lot of answering phones, HR stuff, a little bit of leasing, um, and just a little bit of getting my hands feet in a lot of different er uh, feet wet in a lot of different areas. But I was the kind of person that my coworkers didn't necessarily love all the time. I was the person that they kind of wanted to like choke in the mornings because I was just 5 a.m. like, hi, welcome to work. Are you excited? We're going to have a great day. And um, I never got choked, so, but I'm still here now. But I was kind of that person. And yes, being positive was 
natural for me. It came really, really easily. But I think we can all be honest, and even some days are great, but there are some parts of our job that are hard, that are really difficult in any area that we work in right now. Being positive isn't always easy 100% of the time. Some examples just in my personal experience have been closing a restaurant at 11 o'clock and a whole group walks in at 10.59 and you have to serve them. Just please don't be that person. <laughs> please don't be that person. We like to go home too. <laughs> or maybe you're stuck in traffic on your way to work for like 45 minutes because everyone has to get their phones out and take pictures of the wreck. I don't know why people do that, but everyone is going to be more late because you do that, so I don't understand. Or having to go to bed early, like 8 o'clock at night, and then you have to wake up really early, and you miss a lot of family time. Um, I had to do that. I had to explain to my 5-year-old why I only saw her for a few hours a day. Or maybe you're staring at a screen for like eight hours, and the screen doesn't change, your location doesn't change, so you try to get those screensavers that are like forests and beaches and clouds because you're trying to imagine yourself in another part of the world. Or maybe your job right now is going to school and getting good grades, and you do that every single day, but your teachers don't know how to teach, so it's really hard and frustrating. They're not Miss Isaacs. <laughs> Or maybe your job is taking care of somebody else. Maybe you're a caregiver for a family member, and it's hard on your body, and it's really taking a toll on you. Some parts of our job just aren't fun sometimes, sometimes. Or maybe your job is taking care of little ones, and you stay at home all day with them, and when they rub poop in the walls, you're just like, I love you <laughs> so, so much. I have to scrub all that off, and you're just thanking the Lord for your blessings all the, all the time. But whatever you find yourself doing, whatever job you do week to week, whether you're getting paid or not, can be hard. It can be really difficult. So this week, I want us to entertain the thought that my job is a blessing, and that it's a blessing from God. And if last week we said it this way, that God hired my boss, this week I want us to say that God gave me my job. God gave me my job. That's our title for today. And I think this is important because I feel like so many times we think that the only things that are enjoyable and good in our life come from God. That if he gave me a job that I hate, it must not be from him, right? It can't be. God doesn't do that. God loves me. Only good things come from God, right? It's not always true. Sometimes God blesses us and we forget how bad we wanted that very thing that we hate right now. Or something that was once great turned into an absolute nightmare in your life. Having a baby is a blessing from God. But miscarrying that baby is an absolute nightmare. Getting married is a blessing. And it's great. And it's fun. You get through that first year. And you're arguing all the time. You're butting heads, not seeing eye to eye. And it can be a nightmare. Having a car is a blessing. But how many know when that thing breaks down, you're not thanking the Lord for it. You're saying some other things. Getting into college, the, the college you wanted, the college you applied for and were praying for, like, God, I'll get into this college, and it's great, except for when that tuition bill comes in the mail. 
then what do you do? God still gives us good blessings, and God gave us our job. He's still capable of being a good God and giving good blessings, even if they don't feel good all the time. So that's what I want to talk about today. And I want to get into some scripture in just a little bit. So if you guys will, you can grab your Bibles. And I'm going to paraphrase a little bit of this story. We are in 1 Samuel chapter 1. And we are going to start in verse 21. So you can either grab the Bible that's in your seat or in the seat in front of you and turn there. So where we're reading in 1 Samuel right now has a few characters in it. But we're going to take a look at Hannah. How many of you guys have ever heard of Hannah? That's right. So there's a man in 1 Samuel named Elkanah, and he had two wives. One could have children, the other could not, and that was Hannah. The Bible called her barren, which means she couldn't have kids. And every year, their whole family took a trip to the tabernacle, which is a fancy name for church, and they went there and they made their sacrifices to God. And Hannah prayed every single year for a baby. I just want a baby. I just want this blessing. God, please, give me a child. And the Bible even says that she was ridiculed and that the other moms would make fun of her because she couldn't have a baby. One year when they went, there was a man named Eli. He's the priest, and he overhears Hannah crying. And the Bible even says that he thought she was drunk because she had so much anguish and disdain in her prayer. She was crying out to God, give me this child, and I promise I'll give him to you. How many of you guys have ever prayed a prayer like that? Just get me through this, God, and I promise I will serve you forever. Just get me this promotion, God, and I promise I will pay my tithe. So we're going to pick up in verse 21. Shortly after Eli hears her crying, he blesses her. And story has it that she gets pregnant, and she has a baby, and his name is Samuel. So we're going to pick up in verse 21 when Samuel's just getting a little bit older. It says, the next year, Elkanah and his family went on their annual trip to offer a sacrifice to the Lord and to keep his vow. But Hannah did not go. She told her husband, wait until the boy is weaned, then I will take him to the tabernacle and leave him there with the Lord permanently. Whatever you think is best, Elkanah agreed. Stay here for now and may the Lord help you keep your promise. So she stayed home and nursed the boy until he was weaned. When the child was weaned, Hannah took him to the tabernacle in Shiloh, which is a Great name for a coffee shop. <laughs> they brought along a three-year-old bull for the sacrifice and a basket of flour and some wine. After sacrificing the bull, they brought the boy to Eli. That's the priest. Sir, do you remember me? Hannah asked. I'm the very woman who stood here several years ago praying to the Lord. I asked the Lord to give me this boy, and he has granted my request. Now I'm giving him to the Lord, and he will belong to the Lord his whole life. And they worshiped the Lord there. So the first thing I know you're thinking is, what on earth does babies and sacrifices have to do with my job? <laughs> well, I'm so glad you asked. So we're taking a look at Hannah today. And we're reading her passage to learn that God gives blessings and he answers prayers. In your life, he can too. I chose this passage of scripture to relate to our job simply because of what Hannah did with her blessing. And I want to take a look at that. Let's take a better look at verse 27. It says, I asked the Lord to give me this boy, and he has granted my request. Now I'm giving him to the Lord, and he will belong to the Lord his whole life. And they worship the Lord there. 
And if I can, for context, I'd like to reread this scripture and replace the word boy with job. So let's do that. I asked the Lord to give me this job. And he has granted my request. Now I'm giving it to the Lord and it will belong to the Lord its whole life. And they worship the Lord where? There. They worship the Lord there. I ask for this job, the job that doesn't always seem great. I ask God for this. Well, you did. Remember when you crossed your fingers in your job interview and you were like, Lord, if you only give me this job, it will be great. I know it will be great. My life will be so much better. Things are going to be on track. Things are going to be awesome. I'm going to have an awesome salary with awesome benefits. Or this is going to be just enough for us to get by. Many of us today know that blessings from God are generally good, but somewhere along the way, we feel it wasn't supposed to be this hard, right? This isn't in my job description. I'm exhausted every day. Why? I'm underqualified. I feel insecure. My coworkers were supposed to lighten my load, not heavy it. But God doesn't waste blessings. And he didn't skip over you when he was giving out good jobs. You didn't miss that day in heaven. There's a reason why you're there. And it's not just to take up space. It's not so you can just make money and go home. The blessing still is there and it hasn't ran out. God might just be trying to teach us something new. The scary thing is he might be trying to teach us something new about us. <laughs> it's great when you want to teach me something about my coworkers. Oh, yeah, God, I hear you. Don't talk to that one. Got it. Check. Not friends with that one. But maybe God is trying to teach us something about us because he's always up to something, isn't he? The people you come in contact with every day, the customers that you talk to, the clients that you call, the companies that you represent, those might be your mission field. Take advantage of that every opportunity you have because you might be the only Jesus somebody sees. And you don't have to lead them in a sinner's prayer or go that far. But being the joy of the Lord and having light in your eyes, they're going to ask, what is it about you? Why are you so happy? Why do you like your job? I'm miserable. What do you have that I could get? And then that's when you tell them Jesus. It's Jesus. What if God gave you your job so you could bless someone else? So the end of verse 22 says, may the Lord help keep your promise. I want to take a look back at that part because I think it's really important. Verse 21 says, the next year they went on their annual trip. And she told her husband, wait until the boy is weaned and then I'll take him to the tabernacle. Whatever you think he's best, he says, stay here for now, and may the Lord help you keep your promise. I think that's an important part of the scripture as well and in this story, because Hannah did have a promise to keep. She made a promise to God that after she got her blessing, she would take him and give him to the Lord. She literally did that. This baby she had, this blessing she cried out for, she brought him and she left him there as just a little kid. That's hard. I don't know if you guys have children, but I don't know if I could do that. Bring my child somewhere. I made a vow. 
I would do it and leave him there. And she didn't see him every day. He was the Lord's now. She probably cuddled him at night. She nursed him. She watched him giggle and played with him. And then she made a vow and a promise to God that this boy, this blessing is yours. And she brought him back. That was an extremely hard thing. So what promises have we made at our job that maybe we haven't kept? Because remember, we ask God for our job. We ask God for this. And in your interview, you said, yeah, I'm responsible. Yeah, I'm faithful. Oh, I'm, I'm a team player. I, I get along with everybody. What promises daily are you maybe not keeping? Hannah kept her promise to God and was faithful. The Bible calls Hannah barren, which is unable to conceive. But when God finally changed her life, something else in her changed. Because I want to be able to keep my promises at my work too. So what happened? Her attitude changed. No longer was she filled with sorrow and anguish after God blessed her, but she was filled with gratitude and thankfulness and praise. So much that on one of the hardest days of her life, she brought her son to the church and said, I made a vow and he's yours forever. That was hard. It's hard to be thankful for annoying people, isn't it? Super hard. But sometimes God is asking us to do really hard things. Life isn't easy and our jobs sure aren't easy. Promises are not easy to keep either. Hannah knew this. It's impossible to be miserable and thankful at the same time. Impossible. Try it. Everybody in here, smile. Smile. Turn to your neighbor and smile. Hopefully you brushed your teeth. <laughs> smile, smile. Okay, now try to smile and frown at the same time. You look great, by the way. You're all doing fantastic. I, all I see is a bunch of teeth, but it's okay. It's impossible to be miserable and to be thankful at the same exact time. You can't smile and frown. You can't worship and be miserable. You can't have a positive attitude and still want to quit your job. But it's okay because thankfulness is a choice, a choice that we daily get to make. Each day is a new day, and each day I will choose thankfulness. Just like Hannah, she chose to follow through, and we can choose to be joyful and grateful doing our work. We can choose to, choose to be 6 a.m. Megan at work. Hi, guys. <laughs> What's up, everybody? We're ready for a great day. Going to make a bunch of coffee. That's pre-coffee. I'm just letting you know. When I do have coffee, it's even worse. But why do I love my job? Why do I love making drinks and splashing milk all over myself and smelling like caffeine all the time? Why do I love that? Because for just a moment, I get to maybe brighten somebody's day. Because they come in and it's rough going to work. Monday mornings are the best days at the coffee shop. It's hard. They're like, I'm just getting through life. And I'm like, it's okay. Here's a cup of coffee and a prayer, maybe that will help you too. Be grateful for the opportunity you have to be a blessing to somebody else, to brighten someone else's day. 
Because someone somewhere is praying for the job that you hate. Somebody would love to be right where you are. Somebody might be on their knees right now praying, God, I just need this promotion, or I just need this salary, or I just need this, and things would be so much better. And in our world, it's horrible. It's a nightmare. Attitude of gratitude and thankfulness, just like Hannah. So I want to jump back really quick, just the end of verse 28. It says, and they worship the Lord there. Someone say there. there. They worship the Lord there. Where? There. You guys are great. Where is there? It's at your desk. It's on the road. Literally at your screen. At your desk. Sitting there with nobody else around maybe. Worship the Lord there. At the very place that Hannah had originally hated for so long, she worshiped the Lord there. Remember, every year she came back. Every year when they made sacrifices, there was Hannah asking God for change in her life. And it didn't happen. Every year. That's the same place where she made an awesome choice to be thankful, to follow through with her promise, and to pray and to worship the Lord. Worship while you work. Some of you, I don't literally recommend singing while you work because you might get fired. Not because it's Jesus music and stuff, but because you can't sing. <laughs> I'm fired. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but if I could challenge us today to look inward and remind ourselves that this blessing that doesn't feel so good is really an opportunity for me to change my attitude, I would. Or change someone else's attitude, I would. Because I guess that's really why we can't stand our job, because there's parts of us that we can't stand, right? Other people that just help point those out all day long are easier to blame, but really, it's us. I've got people issues. I just don't like talking. Or I've got ego issues. I think I'm better than everybody else. I do. Or maybe it's easier just to blame everybody, but you've got punctuality issues, it's just hard for you to be on time. But the hours are the problem. No, you stayed up watching The Office, eating Cheetos till 3 a.m., didn't set your alarm, and you rolled up in there late. That's you. But it's okay, because that's a choice. And every day you have a new opportunity to make a new choice, to be thankful, to kick yourself in the gear, and to say, I'm going to be grateful for the job I have regardless of what they say today at lunch. Regardless of what my boss says to me today, today is going to be an awesome day. And when I come home and I lay my head down and I go to sleep, I'm going to be thankful for everything I have in my life. I want to read you a little bit of Hannah's prayer. It's in chapter 2 of 1 Samuel. It says, my heart rejoices in the Lord. The Lord has made me strong. Really quick before I continue, this is after she gave her child away. The Lord has made me strong. Wow. Now I have an answer for my enemies. I rejoice because you rescued me. No one is holy like the Lord. There is no one beside you. There is no rock like our God. It's amazing. It sounds like she won the lottery. <laughs> There's no rock like our God. That's a hard thing she did but she still worshiped through it. 
Hannah didn't get just something physical from God. She got a healing, and her faith was restored, and she delighted in her life in that moment. So let's worship at the place where God meets us to turn our misery around, to make our world easier to be in, and to be thankful instead of being miserable. I want to share one more scripture with you guys. It's found in Philippians chapter 2, verse 14 through 16. It says, do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Hold firmly to the word of life. Then, on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. How many of you feel like your work sometimes is useless? I will feel like it's not. So as we end today, I just want to share four things with you. The scripture is going to help us unpack this. Four ways to worship at my job. Four ways to worship at my job. And you guys can fill these in on your sermon guides as well. And this is going to be practical application for us to be in that environment and still worship God and still be thankful for the blessings that he's given us. So number one, be thankful. This is good. The beginning of that scripture says, do everything without grumbling and complaining and arguing. Everything. Scrubbing the toilet. Yes. Changing poopy diapers. Yes. Typing out a paper, yes. Everything without grumbling, complaining, and arguing. So be positive. Be thankful. Be that annoying person. It's really okay because you know what I've noticed? That when you're positive, negative people don't really want to be around you. You remember our series, Dramatics? You're like, how do I get those people out of my life? Be positive. <laughs> I also want to say about be thankful is to stop negative talk. Something like, that's not my job, I don't say that. Every opportunity you get to serve somebody else, you serve God. Every opportunity. I'm the manager of a coffee shop. I don't really want to mop the coffee shop, but I will because I'm serving my shop and my coworkers and my team. I don't really want to stay late. I don't want to stay till 5, 6, 10, 11, midnight. But I'm going to serve my team and be thankful for the job that gave, God gave me. So be thankful. Number two, be joyful. Man, this is like my favorite right here, be joyful. Because this is really hard to do at 5 a.m. <laughs> this is really hard to do at 11 o'clock at night. Be joyful. We're tired from our day. We've got a lot going on. Be joyful. A smile, it goes so far at work. It really does. Your coworkers are so going to see that because they all have to be there too. And maybe they're going through a rough time. Be joyful around them and watch your atmosphere just change completely. Part of that scripture is shining bright like lights. Be joyful. Be a light in a dark place. Some of y'all are like little flashlights with the battery low and you have to shake it because it's flickering. That's your joy. Shine bright. Shine bright in the darkness. Number three, be respectful. Woo! This is good for worship. 
be respectful. And some of you are already like sitting in your seat like, I'm not disrespectful. But if you think it like that, you might be. I'm not disrespectful at work. Showing up late when you told your boss you'd be there on time, it's disrespectful. It is. Showing up half-dressed, dressed inappropriately, can be disrespectful at work. Hold firmly to the word of life. Hold firmly. Honor those above you. Respect your bosses and your coworkers. I don't hire team members who talk one way and then act another. And I don't think your boss would appreciate it either. And number four is be intentional. Eww, this one's good too. I love the end of that scripture. It says, my work is not useless. Be intentional with each day. Monday. You know how what, what I did in high school to be intentional on Mondays is? I picked out my favorite outfit and would wear it on Mondays because it made that day a little bit better. Monday. Monday morning. Hardest day to get through? Best outfit because when you look good, you feel good. Be intentional about setting your alarm, being there on time, being ready to go, and being positive. Don't just avoid people at work. Be intentional with your time and who you talk to. I hear from a lot of people, they're like, well, I just go and I do my work, and I know i got to make my money, and it's all right, and I just don't like my coworkers, so try to avoid them. You might be missing an opportunity to minister to them, to be a blessing to them. Be intentional with your time and what you do. Don't just avoid people. You know, we can't do these things on our own. We need God to help us. We need the Holy Spirit to help us. And that should relieve a little pressure for you. <laughs> you don't have to be perfect. We're not saying you do. The scripture even said, Elkanah said to Hannah, may the Lord help you keep your promise. The Holy Spirit will help you to be thankful, to be joyful, to be respectful, and to be intentional in every area of your job, and maybe you're not at a job right now, maybe you're in between jobs, but you have something that you do every day that might feel tasking, might feel exhausting, it might be miserable for you to do it. God will help you to be thankful while you perform that work. And my prayer for you in these next few months as we continue this series is that when you return to work, that you would take an attitude just like Hannah did of faithfulness, and gratitude and thankfulness and say, I'm not going to be miserable anymore. It's not going to happen. I'm going to be thankful no matter what I do, no matter what you find yourself doing. Whether you're changing diapers every day, or whether you're driving, commuting an hour and a half, I'm going to be thankful because I know God is working on me every day. And yeah, I'm not perfect, and neither is my job or my boss, or my coworkers, but you gave me this job, God. I asked for it, you blessed me, and I'm gonna thank you for it, and be faithful, and keep my promise. Let's pray together. God, I thank you for my job. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to make a difference in someone else's life. I thank you for your Holy Spirit teaching me each day to be more like you in an environment where I don't feel you. And I thank you for the opportunity you've given me to worship 
at the place where I can't stand right now. I thank you for allowing me to work hard, to work fervently, to be joyful, and to find you in every area of my life, good or bad. I thank you for the blessings that you've given my family, for the money you're allowing to come in. God, I thank you for all the reward that I'm going to reap from this job you've given me. I thank you for the sacrifice that I get to make every day that others can see. I thank you for the light that you're allowing me to be in a dark world. Thank you for the opportunity to be grateful. Help me each day to learn to be more thankful, just like Hannah, and to follow through and be the best employee, coworker, boss, manager, whatever that I can be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.